One of the other things that we're doing that I, I'm really looking forward to is we've taken taken some of the things um, that currently happen in our senior center, specifically our kind of game tables, gaming tables, uh, not specifically gambling tables, um, but uh, like pool tables, ping pong tables, and we're moving them up to the floor that is the floor where we have a couple of the gymnasiums. Um, the, th- the day that I will be the happiest is the day that someone complains that one of our 80-year-old members took money from some 16-year-old in a pool game. <laughs> there you that go. That is the day exactly. that I will know that we have absolutely succeeded in making this truly an intergenerational community facility. We are looking forward our way from Studio C in the 511 Studios in the Brewery District, just south of downtown Columbus. This is Brett. Carol and I have a special guest with us today, Steve Shoney, who is the city manager for the city of Up Arlington. We've been watching the success of the development of a new community center in Up Arlington and are excited that Steve's going to give us some more of the details. Steve, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. It's great to meet you and hear more about what's going on at, at Upper Arlington. As I mentioned to Steve before we started taping, um, as an OSU graduate, those of you who know um, Central Ohio know Upper Arlington is sort of the, uh, the closest neighbor. We're just up the hill. Uh, yeah. just, that's right, just up the hill. Mm. Um, so uh, lots and lots of connections in Upper Arlington. So Steve, thank you again for joining us today. Um, we have in our podcast program, we have different tracks of, of topics that we cover. And one of is healthy living. And um, it's it's always interesting when Brett and I decide, you know, what's considered healthy living. And suddenly we're looking at community centers from literally not just a community standpoint, but the government standpoint. So I, I, this is this is kind of exciting to see how our local um, uh, governmental entities have started to play a role. Um, so we wanted to feature your facility. Um, the, there are other facilities available throughout the community, but we're honing in on Upper Arlington today. We, before we get into the details about the center, though, Steve, please tell us a, a little bit about you, your background experiences, uh, sort of what led you to become the city manager. Oh, gosh, that's a long, tortured story. We've got three days, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> no, um, my last job before this is I was the development director for the city of Columbus for about six years. Um, development director for the city of Columbus is more than just uh, what you tr- traditionally think of as economic development, but it includes um, housing, code enforcement, planning, um, and a whole bunch of other duties as assigned kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Right. And so... Uh, that job, and then I have been in economic development for a lot of years before that, but that job really brought uh, brought home the breadth of what development really means to a community and that you can't just think about um, buildings and projects in a vacuum. You have to right. think about the entirety of the context that you're working in. And that includes um, a whole bunch of socioeconomic stuff and includes... Now, when we're smart about it, you know, how do we give people the options of getting places besides just uh, a single occupancy vehicle in normal people terms? That means driving a car. Right. Um, and, you know, think about different ways for people to get pe- places and then ways for people to do things differently um, that make them happier, healthier, and also really come to love places because then, because then they get involved in their communities. Well, Upper Arlington is really a successful area to reside. You know, it's known for its great school system, sound housing, good government. 
However, you are landlocked. Um, suddenly you find yourself with a really great space, a large space, a retail area that was nearly empty for a long time. Giant Eagle took a large section of the old retail mall as well. How was the decision to change the rest of that space from retail to a community wellness center? Well, you know, it was um, uh, Kroger had bought the old Macy's um, Lazarus building. The you know it was I think maybe the last of the blue brick buildings around town. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, back gosh, six seven years ago now, I had been thinking about kind of a different kind of store concept. Long story short, they decided not to do it. Sitting on the property, um, and you know, when I started, I started a little over three years ago in the city of Upper Arlington. The the number one thing that people told me they wanted it was they wanted something done with the blue building, right? They wanted something done with that property. So we worked with Kroger and said, okay, it's time to move on. It's time to, you know, do something or or get off the pot. Exactly. And um, uh, they worked really well with us and said, okay, yeah, we're not going to do something. Let's go out and find mm-hmm. a development partner to buy the land and we said in that, you know, we want this to be the location for, we want to have the option of having this be the location for a community center. Simultaneously, we were going through a process um, that was community-led. We had a 15-member um, panel of folks from around the community. It was co-led by Margie Pizzuti. Mm-hmm. Um, Margie used to be the CEO of, uh, of Goodwill. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nick Lashotka, who... Um, is uh, yes for those of you who know Columbus, the name is familiar. It's it's Greg's son, but Nick is a community member, been very active in the community. Very, he works um, for the Children's Hospitals Association of mm-hmm. Ohio, and Nick and Margie kind of led this fifteen community member p- process panel that looked at what all of our options are. Upper Arlington had been trying to build, a, considering various options for building a community center for forty years. Really. And the challenge was we we are under we, we are are underparked not in terms of cars but in terms of parks, and we didn't want to take up green space because green mm-hmm. space is really valuable. Uh, but we had this site that was a challenge, but it was not going to be something that we, uh, in a fiscally responsible way, could take control of on our own. So um, Continental Building or uh, Continental Building. Um, sorry, Continental Real Estate, Continental Development, um, Frank Cass's company, mm-hmm. um, was interested in the property and and put a bid on it. And we said, hey, if you put a bid on it, we would be interested in partnering with you to put a community center on that site. Um, lots of negotiations and long conversations with Frank and his team. We kind of figured it out to divide the site into thirds. And so uh, basically into thirds. And so there's going to be three buildings on the site. One's going to be a senior living facility. Um, privately operated. One is going to be a apartment building uh, that sits on top of a two-story parking garage with 580 or so parking spaces. Thank goodness, because that, that's going to be needed in that yeah, area. It's going right. to be needed. And then the third part of the site is going to be a community center. Okay. So, so that site that has the Giant Eagle at the other end, so that's Giant Eagle property is that correct uh it's owned by echo realty right. um and giant eagle leases the big right property. right so that's sort of done i yes. mean that's filled 
yes from um from when i've gone around to look at it so you're really looking at is that about half of that space uh which space of the whole of the no whole area. And i'd say of that area it's probably about a quarter of it really okay yeah. it's okay. a that that whole kingsdale triangle is it's big. It is. Mm-hmm. It is very large. And you don't realize it. And even driving around it, it doesn't seem that big. But no, it, it, it kind of takes staring at Google Maps right. for a while to kind of realize how big that right. site right. is and then driving it. And so I guess, so my question was getting to three buildings on that space sounds like a lot given what those buildings are going to be, but it, it is a lot of good space. It, it is an evolution from kind of how we've thought about serving suburban communities like um, Upper Arlington. But when you look at what we've done on Lane Avenue, when you look at the evolution of kind of the Fifth Avenue and Grandview Avenue, mm-hmm. uh, when you look at some things that have been done in Bexley. Oh, yeah. Um, right. And that's to say nothing of Bridge Park. I was just going to say Dublin. <laughs> um, you know, you look at that progression and it is the way that communities are going um, because single use developments don't, that's not what people want. Right. Well, and and Grandview was landlocked until all of that commercial or manufacturing area changed that they could actually make the most of that space. Absolutely, yeah. So, okay, all right. So, Steve, let's go actually talk about the project now. Mm -hmm. What are the goals? What are you trying to – what do you envision for this community center? You know, the the way that I – the best – I love analogies, and the best analogy – um, that I can use for this is if you think about our community as a house, mm-hmm. um, you know, Lane Avenue is going to be our front entryway in our, our living room. This needs to be our kitchen, right? Okay. The, this is the place where the people who matter most to you come together. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's the big high-minded kind of and make myself sound smart thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) um the practicality what does that then translate to it translates to putting in some traditional rec center kind of fitness so um uh, we'll have a fitness floor and we'll have group class group fitness classrooms we'll have three gymnasiums um and then we're going to do some other things that are a little different we're going to move um the senior center functions into this building um, and we're going to have kind of a core where we'll do all of our senior programming. Um, and then we're going to have some leasable space in there that we're, you know, very hopeful that we'll be able to work out a deal with the Ohio State University Wexner Medical Center mm-hmm. for them to come in and provide some services in the building. The kinds of things they're talking about doing are like bringing the Cancer Survivorship Center into the building, um, bringing some of their integrative medicine mm-hmm. into the building. Um, doing some physical therapy and some occupational therapy in the building and doing those kinds of things that mesh really well uh, with what happens in a recreation center and close to um, functions for our older adults. And then um, because we're going to be building this on a tight site, we're having to go vertical. Well, when you go vertical, um, it gives you the opportunity to do some interesting things with view lines. And so up at the top of the building – we're going to put some of our kind of activity rooms and really design them almost in a format that reminds you more of uh, kind of a ballroom style um, up on the fifth floor, which will be 75 feet up in the air with a balcony off of it, um, mm-hmm. looking out south over the south part of Arlington and campus and all the way to downtown. Mm-hmm. 
and so gives us the ability to have community functions and kind of private personal functions, corporate events, weddings, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, there's not a lot of places in right. Columbus where you can do a wedding for 250 people, five, six stories up in the air with a balcony where you can get away from your uncle that you don't like um, <laughs> uh, and look over downtown while you're hiding right. from him. So, right, right. Um, you know, we think it's going to be a fantastic building that brings a lot of things together. Um, so you, you mentioned five floors. I have heard five floors. I've heard six and I've heard seven. Um, it depends on how you count. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so, um, and it's changed. So, uh, part of the confusion, part of the confusion is we have a mezzanine. So okay. we have, it's going to get a little bit weedy and it's hard to do verbally, but in your mind's eye, if you'll envision, uh, we have a pool on the first floor. You don't do 12 foot ceilings in a pool. Um, this is not just going to be like a, the pool at the courtyard Marriott. Um, <laughs> so, um, that first floor has to be a double height floor. Okay. So we've put a mezzanine in. There and you so go. that's where some of the confusion about hmm. how many floors do we have okay. comes okay. in. And then, you know, look, um, if you've talked to anybody who's done any commercial construction or resident, you know, even personal residential construction, it's a really expensive time to build. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we had to do some value engineering and redesign the building. And so at one point we were at seven, four, at seven stories. We looked and said, what really needs to be in the building? Um, and we took some things out and okay. took a floor off the building. And actually, I think it's a better building because Wonderful. of that process. Okay. Yeah. You know, when you, you mentioned about the, the um, OSU's Wexner Medical Center coming in, the Upper Arlington OSU building, the Hype Center, which is a wellness building, is that too. It's OSU medical offices along with a workout area. You mean up in New Albany? In New Albany. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you said up early. I'm sorry. Okay. No, no, and that and, and we're we're actually working. We've been working from very early on in the process with the folks who um, manage the height center, right? And using that as um, uh, uh, a model, and um, they have been fantastic. They've That's been great, great partners the whole way through, and. Uh, we're excited about the partnership. Well, there used to be an OSU building right across from there that where the the new center is going to go on. I'm not sure it's still no, there. They, no, they've, they actually have a they have their own five-story building that's oh. on the south side of the Kingsdale um, kind of triangle okay. on um, Zollinger, Zollinger Road. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that building is still there, and it's they're bursting at the seams, and that's part of why they're interested. Interesting. Oh, okay, well. well, with what you just outlined – how and was the community input leading toward that path you just described? Yeah, it, it, um, uh, we've done a lot of it. And Upper Arlington residents are not shy about sharing their opinions. Right. <laughs> um, and we spent a lot of time. I mean, the Community Center Feasibility Task Force process was an 18-month process. Now, there was a COVID factor in that that you know put us, probably added six months to the process. Um and since then, we have been doing lots of community outreach. We do surveys. Um, Upper Arlington, people in Upper Arlington like to take surveys. Um, they're very good at it. And um, uh, so we've been doing surveying. And you know, any chance I get to talk to groups about it, I go out and talk and listen. So we had a focus group. Um, uh, we had a focus group on seniors. We had we talked a lot with uh, the folks who currently use our um, senior center. 
but we made sure that we got out to older adults who don't use our current senior center mm-hmm. to find out why not, to find out what are the kinds of things um, that people are going to use. And and look, I'm uh, over fifty now, which makes me eligible to, for membership in our senior center. And I, AARP I, will be contacting. They have you. already. Okay, there you go. <laughs> um, for my fiftieth birthday, the the Parks and Recreation team, which runs the senior center, did make sure to drop off um, an application <laughs> for membership for me. That was very nice of them. Um, and I say to people all the time, I'm a client for. I, I'm the client that we need to be thinking about too. Mm-hmm. You know, because the younger end of that spectrum, right? Yep. And we're building this for thirty to fifty years. We're not building it for five, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, making sure that we think forward about how are things evolving, how are how are the ways in which people age, how is that? How does that evolve? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, I we were talking beforehand. My uh, my wife is a professor in the College of Social Work specialized in um, home and community-based care for those who age. So I, I, you know, I got a little bit of a special inside consultant in terms of trends in these things. And so, um, you know, we've tried to be really purposeful about how we think about mm-hmm. it. So, you know, you'll notice throughout, I have not said that we're replacing the senior center. We are moving the hub of our s- services for older adults up onto the second floor of the community center. We will have a senior lounge that is that hub. we will have we've got classrooms that are designed for our senior programming mm-hmm. hubbed together we're being very purposeful about it um and so we're going to do all those things whether we continue to call it the senior center i don't know we may we may not um and part of that is about being flexible and looking to the future and making sure that we don't, you know, some of the stuff we've gotten tied into is, you know, early on there was this argument, how many square feet are you going to have for the senior center? Well, it's a 105,000 square foot community center. So at one level, 105,000 square feet. Right. Now, if you're asking how are we going to structure so that we have the hub, this hub of our programming, that's the real conversation that we need to have. And I got it, you know, it took us a little while, um, but I think folks have understood that and as they've seen the designs i think it's become more clear because mm-hmm. we did we went through a whole exercise of mapping out this program is what we have today at the senior center here's the room it's going to go into this is the program you know and mapping all that out right. um one of the other things that we're doing that I, i'm really looking forward to is we've taken taken some of the things um that currently happen in our senior center specifically our kind of game tables gaming tables uh not specifically gambling tables, um, but uh, like pool tables, ping pong right. tables. And we're moving them up to the floor that is the floor where we have a couple of the gymnasiums. Um, the, th- the day that I will be the happiest is the day that someone complains that one of our 80-year-old members took money from some 16-year-old in a pool game. <laughs> there you that go. That is the day exactly. that I will know that we have absolutely succeeded in right. making this truly an intergenerational community facility. Well, when you yep. think of it, too, where it's located, I mean, for for a landlocked community, this is the perfect place for a community center. You're within walking distance of the library, within walking distance of the high school. Um, it, it, it's really sort of the center of Arlington. Well, and that was 
intentional. And one of the other options that we had was to put it where the municipal building sits right now. And if you know Arlington at all, the, it's at the triangle right across from the OSU golf course. Mm-hmm. And the tipping point, point for me, well, there were two tipping points. One is it would have been more expensive. Um, on the positive, I would have gotten a new office. It probably would have been up top floor, a great <gasps> view. Oh. But the more important thing was when we looked at it and we said, how is a kid going to get there on their bike and what are going to be the barriers to getting there on their bike? And it would have meant uh, kids would have had to go through that five points intersection on their mm-hmm. bike. And that kids or older adults or whoever who's not trying to get there, not buy a car, you would have this major barrier versus you put it a quarter of a mile down the road um, and it is much more integrated into the community. So you can get there in healthier ways. Um, it's easier to get to. It's more, again, has that feel of being in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. I was going to say that the municipal building is really the back patio. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> oh. Well done. That is really good. I mean, I, I, that's the first thing that came to mind. It's like, yeah. no, it's not in the kitchen. Yeah. That is not, that, you know, it's still attached, but. Yeah. No, you know, right. your, your backyard's the golf course, so you get your back patio, right. you know. There. Yeah. With a great big putting green out back. Either yeah. way, yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice. Exactly. So, nice. Huh? There you go. That's my two cents today. Um, so, so. <laughs> my work here is done. <laughs> exactly. Wait, he's got more questions. <laughs> so for, for our listeners who aren't familiar with Central Ohio, um, Columbus has a lot of suburban areas that are really nearly inside the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Columbus sort of, goes around Arlington, it goes around <laughs> Grandview and Marble Cliff, um, which creates lots of challenges, I'm sure. And and up Arlington's not that large, 40,000 or so people, yep. 10 square miles. Right. So it doesn't sound very big, but it has packed a lot into its community. It's highly educated, close to a major university, as we mentioned. I found it interesting that the median age ranges for men and women are in the low 40s. Um, a lot of communities, it sort of skews the other way. It's either a, you know, Whitehall has been a, an older, older community for mm-hmm. a long time. Some are very younger, much younger families. How does this translate into the community needs and the suggestions and things that they wanted for the center? Were there surprises in this process of, of what people were asking for? You know, not in the community center itself. I mean, we had there is a a very deep love of the community um, from our longtime residents. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we joke about, you know, uh, you know, we take, we take bets on how long it's going to take somebody to tell us how long they've lived in the community. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and a lot of times that is I've lived here for 30 years. Um, my parents lived here. My parents, parents lived here, you know? Um, and, so for us, it is, it's, it's brought up a couple of things. One is we do have a really good sense of um, our older adult community and what their needs, desires, wants are. The other thing that it does is it makes us be really intentional about how um, we celebrate our past but still recognize that we are a community that is trying to evolve. Um, in lots of different ways. And as I talked earlier, not thinking about this building as a replacement for the community center, but it's the evolution of how we serve our older adults. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that came up, you know, 
honestly more the bigger time we kind of the bigger issue we have and you see this everywhere is particularly in suburbs like ours is how do we have places for people um to find their place to live as they age right and you know in a community that um you know it's i refer to it as um knee and hip replacement compatible housing right Mm. as we all age um you know, needing that kind of housing. So it hasn't really come up that much. We didn't get really any huge surprises from the older adult community in that. But as we talk to our older adults, that is the thing that comes up as the need is, you know, we love our community. We want to be able to stay in the community. And how do we find alternative forms in the physical sense of housing? Mm -hmm. All right. So when all is said and done, you walk up to the building, what signs are you going to see in regards to the mix, retail, restaurant, what are the floors going to look like in regards to, you know, you go to the elevator and it's going to read, this floor is going to be this, yeah. this is going to be this. What, what's what's the big impression when you walk up when it's all said and done? So when you walk in, um, the, one of the things that we did that was really important to us is we put a couple things before you have to go through um, and show your membership. So we have two things programmed in before that. One is a cafe um, and the other is a playground. Mm, okay. And we we stole this, I will be honest, we stole this, the playground thing in particular from Westerville because we went and toured Westerville. And um, we don't want people to feel like you have to have a membership to have any purpose in the building. Yeah. And so if you're a parent who's got a little one or a grandparent who's got the, the little ones um, and it's a nasty day, whether it's too hot or it's too cold or it's too rainy or whatever, and you just need something to do with them, um, that was really important for us to have something there. Mm-hmm. So that when you walk in the door, that's what you're going to get. Um, so in terms of how the building is stacked, uh, the first floor is basically the pool and the main fitness floor. Right. Um, the mezzanine uh, is where we'll have um, some fitness classrooms and then um, some additional workout facilities. So if you don't feel like working out on Muscle Beach, um, right, uh, you know, next to me and I'm, you know, getting, getting my big <laughs> exactly. weights up and all that sort exactly. of stuff, flexing in front of the mirror, all the uh, grunting and groaning, yeah, all and the grunting and groaning. Right. Exactly. exactly. We'll have a space that's a little bit removed from that so that few people feel a little bit more, um, you know, so they can work out in the environment mm-hmm. they want to. Sure. And then the second floor, um, what will be labeled as the second floor, mm-hmm. but you know, it's, will be where we'll really have the concentration of our services for older adults. Um, So we'll have um, our older adult lounge, we'll have a couple of classrooms, we'll have our art classroom, and then actually on that floor, we'll have a pretty large outdoor patio immediately off the older adult lounge, um, which I think is gonna be really cool. So that'll be on the Tremont side of the building, it'll be two and a half, three stories up. And so you'll be able to sit outside, have conversation. We'll set it up so that if we've got a yoga class uh, program for the day and it's really nice out, they can move the yoga class outside, oh, stuff nice. like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then um, on that floor, we'll start to get some of the medical office uh, availability. And then that's two. This feels like a test. Um, third floor, we'll have the first of our gymnasiums. What's uh, It'll be kind of a synthetic court. They call it a multi-activity court or MAC. Mm-hmm. So that'll be where we have the MAC gym and we'll have some more fitness facilities, fitness equipment in there. A lot of offices on that floor. Um, and then when we get up to the fourth floor is where we'll have our main gymnasium 
or so we'll have two courts, uh, two wood basketball courts. We'll actually have an esports room. Do you guys know what esports is? Sure. <laughs> but but our but audience just, just may for not. The, yeah. Just for the just audience. Just for the audience. You tell them. Yeah. Though. Just sure, for the audience. Exactly. Uh, so um, <laughs> if you've got kids who are older than ten, kids or grandkids that are older than ten, you probably have realized that they actually like to watch each other play video games and it's playing video be- games has become a social thing Isn't that amazing? and so we're going to have basically a video game room and computer lab that's the same floor on which we'll have kind of our pool tables and ping pong tables and so when i talk about Fun. wanting and we do have a core of folks in the current senior center that are play that and that's where i want my 80 year olds to take um, money from my 14, 15, well, 16 just, year just have it on a continuous loop, the color of money yeah. on, on video, you know, <laughs> have that. So it's all subliminal that, you know, the hustler and all that kind of yeah, stuff, yeah. you know, yeah. just, just, you know, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, and, and we, um, Steve's wife, Holly and I have known each other for a bit, uh, from our work in, in the senior community. Um, Holly will tell you, you know, the younger kids are going to teach the older kids technology and the older kids are going, the older folks are going to teach the younger kids um, the life art of, The life art of the skills. hustle. Yeah. The, the art, art of the, the hustle. hustle. Yeah, exactly. but it's life skills, you know. <laughs> it is you life know skills. it is. Well, and what's interesting is um, that desire to pull the, the analog gaming mm-hmm. out of the senior area was actually voiced by the kids. And a desire for them to have opportunities uh, to w- mm-hmm. to interact with members of the older older members of our community. I think that's just awesome. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. And then the top floor is where we'll have the kind of ballroom, and there will be a walking track above the above the two gymnasiums. Um, I'm a basketball guy. We're gonna have the coolest basketball courts in town, cool. hands down, because they're gonna be, you know, they'll be four or five stories up, and the north wall, so not the south wall, so we're not gonna turn it into a sauna, but the north wall will be all glass. So you'll be playing basketball, and it's a for people like me, it's an excuse. I couldn't, I, you know, I missed my jump shot because the 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 the, the light glare, was wrong. The right? glare, exactly. yeah. Well, and it's that anti gravitational pull, so you can do a lot more dunks. <laughs> yeah, I'm still not going to be dunking. <laughs> there you go. You know, there that the notion of of uh, programming between generations is not new. Right. Um, hard to do. And mm-hmm. oftentimes, uh, a good friend of mine, I'm going to give a shout out to Laura Carey in Girard, Ohio, who's the director of a group called the Girard Multi-Generational Center. And it's where little ones, these are little, little mm-hmm. ones, like daycare, um, uh, Head Start kinds of programs are in with their traditional senior center in yep. an old school in Girard. And so um, lots of great ideas and things can happen when you're mixing the little ones particularly yeah. I, with their I should have noted we will have on the first floor um, some child watch space so not a full daycare center by any mm-hmm. means um, but you know if uh, mom needs somewhere for the kids to hang out while she does an hour long yoga class we've got that and they need watched um, we've got that too um, but Holly, I, Holly, actually, some of her very early research was in um, intergenerational programming. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And and it's always, it it's not unheard of. It's just really hard to program because space needs are so different. It's, it's hard to program. And so some of what we've tried to do is make collisions more likely. Mm-hmm. 
in well uh, less likely in the physical sense more likely in the social sense mm-hmm. um and really try and set things up so that we do encourage interaction without having to program interaction because if you program it kids won't do it teenagers right. won't do it right um but if you make it so it's likely to happen then you know um People do what comes natural to them. Mm-hmm. Well, as a member of the Westerville Community Center, let me tell you, Silver Sneakers is the best thing. And so don't forget. <laughs> so every single meeting we have with our <laughs> senior advisor, the, trust me, we've heard don't forget senior sneakers or silver sneakers. Silver yep. sneakers will be part of our reimbursement program. We will make sure that that works. Exactly. We'll, we'll get all that in there. Exactly. Because it, it's what a great opportunity and it's not going to cost the center per se um and certainly um yeah and it's and it's a great it's a great vehicle for um our older adults and we're always you know try to be cost conscious about things and recognize that you know if you're on a fixed income participating in this kind of stuff will be hard one of the things that we actually have done um an idea that came out of our um, community center feasibility task force process that we've actually gone ahead and implemented before um the senior center before the community center was um we recognized that we needed a revenue stream to help out our residents who can't afford to participate in our programs so this year um we've added a one dollar transaction fee to every registration that we do for all of our recreation programs that goes into a financial assistance fund wonderful and that was one of those great ideas that came out of the Community Center Feasibility Task Force process that we said, this is too good to wait on. And you know, that is um, amazing that the community is stepping up because everyone hears Upper Arlington and assumes everyone has more than enough money to and, have and, a great life, but that's it's, not it's a more diverse It's a more diverse community than you think. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, Look, if we haven't learned, if we've learned nothing over the last two years, we've learned that somebody's always going through something, right? Right. Yep. And yep. if we're good members of the community, we we prepare to step up, and that's the other thing we've right. learned is you got to be ready to step up. And this is something that kind of gets us ready to step up, right? You know, one of the things that I think is interesting, and I've not heard anything. This is just a a thought that I had as I was preparing our our questions for today. Um, are you getting any are community centers overall that are under a city or a village or a town, are they getting backlash or pushback from places like Planet Fitness and the others that are privately owned? Yes and no. I mean, it is, um, look, if you're running a, a general purpose um, uh, kind of workout place, um, you know, it can be a little hard to stare this to stare this in the face. That said, Orange Theory opened up um, a brand new uh, location in the Kingsdale Shopping Center after we announced that we were doing this. And they look at it and say, you know what? If you have a community that's fitness oriented, the community center is not going to be for everybody. We have enough of a niche Mm -hmm. um, that we think we can still make it work. No, so that, that you do you, you do we do we us, you know, kind of thing. Each offers something different. Well, and you know. Um, believe it or not, even in government, we look at, you know, what is our core competency? What are we going to do well? We know we're not going to do um, high-intensity training classes that focus on um, 
cycling, running, and what do they do? Rowing machines or weightlifting or whatever, whatever it is that they do that they have a very loyal base for. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're smart enough business people to know that if they, um, focus on what they're best at and we focus on what we're best at and there's not overlap, there's plenty of opportunity for everybody. Well, and, and there's nothing that says that you can't work out at, at, Orange Theory, and then go play basketball at the community center a few Ab- steps away. Absolutely, yeah. right. except for your body wanting to be dead after work. Well, those, it's that, it's that, those eighteen-year-olds yeah. that can do it. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned earlier about uh, working and taking advantage of what Westerville Center has done and other area. Uh, facilities. I, I guess I wanted to kind of dig into that a little bit more too. Of you know who you used as an example. You got some feedback from. Uh, around the country, around central Ohio, some examples. Yeah, so Westerville's done a really good job, and they had just redone theirs. Um, Mason, down north of Cincinnati, um, the whole concept of kind of how do you partner with a health system. Uh, we really studied them and studied their performance in terms of how they make theirs mm-hmm. work financially. Um, Dublin's got a great facility that we know well. And then we hired really good design firms that, uh, we have a really good design team that has designed these things and actually um, had designed university health and wellness centers. Mm. Because of the physical form that ours is taking, it's much more, it's going to feel much more like a university health and wellness center, which honestly for a community like Upper Arlington where you do have the high level mm-hmm. of education, I think will feel really good for our residents and really familiar for our residents. And um you know, I love the fact that we're not going to use excess acreage to do this. It, mm-hmm. It's a different way of doing it, but I, I love the fact that we're going to innovate and really try and put this on a tighter site so that um, people can use it in the healthiest way possible. How will um, the community center be, um, I, I want to say governed, that's not the right word. Is it going to be part of Parks and Rec or yep. how is it going to, okay. Yeah, it'll be. It'll be our Parks and Rec team. We have a fantastic team. Part of the thing, part of the reason that you know this is all going to work financially is we've been doing a lot of the activities that we already do, um, just in kind of crappy facilities or kind of beg, borrow, steal facilities. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of inefficiency in that operationally. Um, so from a full-time staff standpoint, we're not going to have to add a lot of full-time staff. We'll have to add some part-time staff to man the facility, but. Um, we will be charging a, a membership fee just like everybody else does, and we're pretty confident that keeping it in line with what you know the other suburban communities in the Y charge for their um, for their fees, we'll be able to make it work um, without breaking the bank um, from an operating uh, standpoint. Yeah, I think a lot of suburbs are looking at that of you know really focusing on live, eat, and play here. Mm-hmm. And some of those, like City of Whitehall, prime example, that they mm-hmm. really re- refigured what they wanted to do as they could rebuild because they did the same thing, buy this, buy this, buy this, and we're going to you know, redevelop it, of looking at it as, hey, you're here. We want you to stay here. Mm-hmm. You, you know, mm-hmm. if, if at all possible, we want you to be able to live here and eat here and play here. Yeah. And, and you know, 25, 30 years ago, cities really weren't, weren't developed that way, per se. Well, and I, I shout out to Mayor Maggart. Um, mm-hmm. Kim is... A dynamo and a rock star and and truly a visionary um and what kim has managed to do there it's phenomenal it is amazing and you know the other piece that comes into this is you know this isn't just a kind of community health play for us um 
cities in Ohio are funded by income tax. Hmm. And with the work from home phenomenon, there's this new thing where you got to, it's not just about getting office buildings, but it's two things. One is getting office buildings that people want to come to. And the reason they want to come to them is because you you can do more stuff and have and be more productive overall for your life than you can at home. And so that's about, you know, having restaurants, grocery stores, pharmacies, dry, dry cleaners, cleaners, right? Although, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and things like a community center. Plus then the other thing is now, you know, if I have a spouse who has to go to the office and a spouse who doesn't, I want to live in a community where the spouse who doesn't has all these other assets that they can use and other places to go when I just can't stare at the same four walls mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And we've tried to design some space in the community center that really does make this be a place where if you're a family that's trying to choose where to go for one or two work from home folks or folks who are working from home two or three days a week, it makes it even more attractive. Right. It, at the Westerville Center, if you are a city resident, there's a specific cost, but you could be a, a member without being a city resident. Will that be also open for the your your center? That will be the case and also um uh it will our resident rate applies to folks who work in the city as well. So that that was my next question. Um okay. I refer to it as our taxpayer rate. Um so um <laughs> because our, our look cities run on income tax and income tax is paid where you work. And so, you know, the folks who work in UA are helping to support this with the tax dollars that we need. And so they should have that same benefit. Right. You know, one of the things we, we've brought up, uh, Mayor Maggard and her team from from uh, Whitehall, Brett and I have had great opportunities to work with the Whitehall group in our previous world of nonprofit management. Um, one of the things that she did with their community center is it's a partnership with the Y. Mm-hmm. Um, it, are there other partnerships that you're coming up with um, in your center other than OSU? Really, the the OSU one is the one that we've concentrated on. We mm-hmm. talked with the folks at the Y. Tony um, Collins and I used to work together at City Columbus. Right, we, we overlapped right. together, and Tony's a good friend. Um, but we really decided that um, because, as I said earlier, we have so much of the programming in place already, mm-hmm. it didn't make sense for the Y to come in. Uh, Reynoldsburg? Yeah, Reynoldsburg built theirs as a partnership with the Y. Right. Part of that was because they didn't have the programming in place already, and so rather than create their programming infrastructure, the Y was not only able to bring in the building management, but the programming infrastructure. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so, Steve, I can't believe we're already buzzing through this podcast pretty quickly. Um, one of the things that we always ask our guests to do is to sort of give the some final last words of wisdom. Um, our audience may be Upper Arlington residents. They may be Central Ohio residents. They may be residing someplace around the country. Um, what are the kinds of things that you hope people are doing in utilizing their community services and being participating in helping make those decisions too. You know, I think the biggest thing is um, to connect and have conversation. And one of the things that I think we lost in the pandemic was that, and with other things going on in the broader kind of, uh, I don't know if zeitgeist is the right term, but I'll say (laughs) the zeitgeist of of, Mm. um, everything in our civic discussion these days. Yeah 
is the ability to have conversation. And um, this is where I'm going to work in my shameless plug. Mm -hmm. One of the things that we did at the city was my city attorney and I started a podcast that we call Won't You Be Our Neighbor. Oh, nice. Um, Not Won't You Be My Neighbor, but Mm -hmm. Won't You Be Our Neighbor. And the entire concept is um, we talk a little bit about, we have one segment that does a little bit of city stuff like we talked about um, snow removal and we've talked about stuff with police and we've <laughs> talked about a couple of, and then we just bring on somebody from the community who we think is kind of interesting and just talk mm-hmm. so last week um, this was really fun we uh, Chris Holtman who's the head basketball coach for OSU is a UA resident so we interviewed Chris Holtman um, we've interviewed Lisa Ingram who's the CEO of White Castle we interviewed uh, Jenny Bauer um, so when you talked about you know, things being healthy, I was going to make the joke about, you know, for me, health, I'm always trying to justify if there's something, if there's some Jenny's ice cream f- mm-hmm. flavor that has something he- healthy as the ingredient, oh, sure. then it's healthy. Oh, uh, oh, but ice cream is dairy. That's healthy. That's true. It's protein. Yes, um, exactly. And so I, I, I was in Nashville and saw Jenny's ice cream and we were telling them, well, we're from Columbus and these young kids are like, so? <laughs> you know, they, they didn't get it. So. No. And, but the, you know, what we've tried to do is really encourage um, people to just have conversations mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. about big issues. And if you can have conversations about big issues, then they don't seem quite so big and people aren't quite so scary. And, you know, that's part of the overall health. So building places like this um, are about building connections and building the good kinds of collisions um and kind of creating that um you know kitchen table or the breakfast bar or wherever it is that you mm-hmm. um get stuff done and have conversation at the same time you know we we hope in our podcasting that we're um, bringing in experts that can give this incredible advice and providing resources for our audience um but i guess one of the things that we always talk about is uh, that notion of communications and connecting with people uh, don't lose the opportunity of taking advantage of giving your opinion yeah. and um, you may or may not like the outcome but you know you've been part of the process yeah. and that that helps so yeah. thank you awesome. again for coming yeah and well, thank you for doing this the, these kinds of uh, as i said conversation matters um and doing these kinds of things and you know doing things to get people thinking and talking and um, maybe even occasionally laughing. Um, it is, it's important work. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for joining us today. You know, listeners, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to check out our show notes for contact information. We're going to include resources in the show notes and on our website, lookingforwardourway.com and, and, and a link to their podcast as well too. So thank check you that, that out. You bet. <laughs> We're looking you forward so to much. hearing your feedback on this and other podcast episodes.